Hey everyone, welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, guys, uh, so guys, I, I came on my podcast um, just because I'm, I'm going to be doing another one of my lists uh, for the Giants. Um, uh, this list um, will be uh, having to do with my grades on for the Giants. You know, I'm going to be uh, grading every. Uh, I'm going to be uh, giving every letter grade. Letter grade for the giant for every uh, move the Giants have made this off season. So here we go. Um, look at I'm gonna I'm gonna start, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna st- I'm gonna I'm gonna start off and I'm gonna start off, start off by saying this. The Giants have made several stellar moves this offseason, you know, so this should be quick. You know, um, obviously the new league year officially started not too long ago, and the Giants are already off to a hot start, making a multitude of moves to improve the roster. Now, not everything has been perfect, but, you know, Joe Shane has been working overtime. Either it be a big-time trade or a value signing. Joe Shane has had a rather successful offseason compared to other general managers, and he has shown yet again that he knows what he is doing. The way he has, you know, the way he has uh, finessed the cap space, you know, in order to make so many moves, in a breath of fresh air compared to the cap killer Dave Gettleman. Regardless, Joe Shane has made more decisions than previously thought, and it's time for me to give some of those moves uh, moves, uh, letter grades in order to show how successful or not this offseason has truly been. So starting off with number one, um, I'm going to give, you know, starting off with number one, I saw re-signing Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, bringing back both of these guys. This is a uh, this is a, a very good signing. I gave this uh, I gave this um, I gave this um, I gave this move a letter B. Um, and here's why. Um, while look at while some fans were split, uh, split look at while some fans were split on what to do with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. With injuries and drops being an issue for both of these guys, plenty of people were fired up to uh, see that both uh, see that uh, both of these guys will be back in 2023. Sterling Shepard was was brought back on a one-year deal, you know, on a one-year veteran minimum minimum contract, meaning he'll have a cap hit of $966,000. Considering the leadership and, and energy this guy brings to the uh, team, alongside the potential production. That could come once healthy. Um, this could potentially be a steal, you know. Even if Shepard doesn't produce on the field and the Giants want to get rid of him, that very, you know, they very easily can. Um, the Giants can very easily uh, can thank uh, to this deal, you know. As for Darius Slayton, he signed a two-year deal worth around twelve million dollars. You know, Slayton certainly has his problems, but this guy has been the Giants' leading receiver for the three of the last four seasons and is very good friends with uh, Daniel Jones.
You know, um, these two, look at these two may not be elite talents, but they aren't being paid as such. You know, while it would have been nice to see a bigger splash in terms of free agent, uh, wide receiver signings, it's nice to, uh, it's nice to see these two back. Hopefully Shepard can remain healthy and Slayton can continue to cut down on his notorious crucial drop issues. If these two can make a major impact for the offense in 2023, big blue supporters, would definitely love to see it. So yeah, uh, number two, um, obviously the Giants signed Raheem Nunes Rochez. Um, I gave this move um, a B minus. Look at at first, you know, it seemed a little odd to sign a player like Raheem uh, Raheem Nacho Nunes Rochez to a three-year deal worth around twelve million dollars. However. This guy is a great run defender, you know, something the Giants and Joe Shane have put a clear emphasis on this offseason. You know, um, alongside this, this guy has shown already that he is going to be a great locker room presence on the, on the defense that is already full of them. He already made a name for himself during his first press conference, cracking jokes with reporters and letting the media know what he is all about. In 17 games with the Buccaneers last season, this guy racked up 34 combined tackles, nine pressures, and one sack. He may not be the best as a pass rusher, but he is a definition of a run stuffer. You know, Nunes Rochez will provide needed depth. You know, for the Giants, um, uh, for the Giants' defensive line that is missing talent along. Uh, you know, that is missing talent aside from Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. He may not start. Ten, he may not start. 10 games like last season, but this guy will definitely play a relatively important role on helping the Giants run defense this upcoming season. Uh, number three, uh, the Giants signed Paris Campbell. I gave this, I get, I gave this uh, signing a letter B. Um, this is yet another wide receiver move, uh, move made by Joe Shane this offseason, showing that he really wants to improve at the position. Paris Campbell may, oh, look, he may not be a superstar. But he definitely fits into this offense incredibly well and offers something the Giants uh, receivers don't have much of, and that is elite speed. You know, um, this guy may have an look. He may have an extensive injury history, but in his first fully healthy season in 2022, he was rather productive, catching 63, uh, 63 goddamn passes for 623 yards and three touchdowns. This is something Joe Shane uh, took into account when signing a guy who's still very young. He's only 25 years old. As while you know, as while his base contract is set to earn him 4.8 uh, million dollars, he has uh, incentives based on games played that could earn him up to an extra 1.7 million dollars on top. You know, out you know, outside of the aforementioned Darius Slayton. The Giants didn't really have a genuine deep threat, you know, but Paris Campbell looks to change that and could potentially um, bring a ton of production to an offense that needs it. This deal, along with its base value, is a good contract for the kind of player Paris Campbell is, but adding the incentives makes it even better. While his injury concerns are definitely valid, we have hopes that, especially me, we have hopes that this guy can remain healthy for the duration of the 2023 season and make a big impact on this Giants offense. So, yeah. Um, so, um, 
number four. Um, obviously, guys, the Giants signing Bobby Okereke. I gave this one. This was a. This one was so easy. I gave this one um, a basic A plus. You know, um, heading into this offseason, just about everyone knew that the Giants were going to make some sort of splash at linebacker. Not only was this the biggest need on the team, but the Giants finally had the cap space to address it. You know, with that in mind, Joe Shane went out and signed Bobby Okereke to a four-year, $40 million contract. This guy may not – look, at he may not have – he, look at this guy may not have been the best linebacker on the market, but considering what the best guy got paid, we're, you know, we're more than happy with what the Giants got. Over the last couple of seasons, the Giants have consistently had one of the worst linebacker, uh, linebacker, linebacker quarters in the, in the entire NFL. However, it finally seems like the Giants will be, you know, it finally seems like they're will be an actually good player at the position. In 17 games, this guy who played with the Colts last season racked up 151 combined tackles, five, five pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. Okereke, look, he may, he may not be the best in coverage, but he is nowhere near a liability like previous Giants linebackers. The speed, the aggressiveness, and the IQ that this guy plays, <laughs> all those when you when you bring all those things together, the you know like you bring this you I just you guys you guys just heard me mention the speed, the aggressiveness, and the IQ that this guy plays with are incredible. His ability to stop the run is amongst some of the best in the league, and is you know is exactly what this Giants defense needs. Gone are days of watching Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder. Stand around inclusively waiting for the ball carrier uh, to hit them before they make a move. You know, so that I, you know, I thought you know that was probably one of my favorite moves of uh, this entire offseason. You know, also I'm a defensive guy, so yeah. Uh, um, number five. Um, Obviously, trading for Darren Waller. Um, this is another. You know, I gave this move an A minus. Um, look at this was a move that I didn't really expect. You know, this was like a jack in the box. Like this is a move that really surprised me. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't really see the Giants. I didn't, I didn't actually think Joe Shane was gonna actually uh, give away one of his draft picks, but he did. But hey, at least it's not. At least he didn't give away his first round pick. He gave away his third round pick, you know, for a really good tight end when healthy. You know, um, look at similar to Paris Campbell, the injury concerns surrounding Darren Waller are are definitely real. However, if this guy remains healthy. The Giants will have one of the best tight ends in the league while just giving up a third round pick. You know, like I said, to acquire him. You know, that's right. The Giants. Traded the pick they got from the Kadarius Tony deal in order to bring in an elite tight end. Darren Waller, look, he may not have any more. He, look, at, this guy may not have any more 1,000-yard uh, seasons left in him. But if he remains healthy, he will, he will gamer, you know, he will garner incredible amounts of attention from opposing defenses, and he will open this offense a ton. You know, New York has not had a receiving threat like this in quite some time. And while the Giants have certainly had some talented players 
come and go in recent years, none have been quite as fearful for defenses as Darren Waller. The only thing keeping this trade from being a sure shot A+, is Waller's previously mentioned injury history. You know, as in the last two seasons, this guy has played in only 20 games. Despite this, the last time Waller played a full season, he caught one. He caught over 100 uh, 100 passes, which would which would tie the Giants' single season reception record for 1,900 uh, 1, uh, 1,196 yards and nine touchdowns. You know, there are certainly a lot of ifs going into this trade. However, for for the price of a third round pick, this deal is more than acceptable. Alongside this. The way Waller's contract is structured, you know, literally allows for an easy release in 2024 if doesn't, you know, if it, if he doesn't pan out. Considering how relatively weak the free agent market was in terms of receiving threats, Joe Shane could have done a much better job at addressing a dire need on the Giants' offense. So, yeah. And finally, number six, guys. This is a you know, this what I'm about to say is not gonna shock shock this is not gonna shock anyone. Signing Danny Dimes, aka Daniel Jones, to his mega deal. I gave this a B plus. And here's why. Last but not least, Joe Shane was able to get things across the finish line with Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, do threat Danny. You know, I'm still coming up with a lot of I'm still coming up with a, with a lot of classy names. For this guy. But Joe Shane. This is obviously the biggest. You know. This is the biggest need for Joe Shane. You know. Obviously signing Daniel Jones. A guy that no one thought was. No Giants fan. For sure thought this guy was going to be. In a situation where he was going to get a long term contract. You know. Obviously he went into last season. With the new offensive coordinator. New system, new head coach, new GM. You know, um, no one thought Daniel Jones was gonna show up. Everyone thought, everyone thought Daniel Jones was going to show the same thing he kept on showing, turning the ball over and losing games. But no, that wasn't the case. This new coaching staff de- definitely helped him. You know, um, and it he turned into a different he turned into a different quarterback. You know, obviously his touchdown and interception ratio wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good either, but he didn't have any receivers. So, you know, now getting Darren Waller in, you know, adding that, you know, and getting Paris Campbell, getting uh, getting Jeff Wilson from the Jets, you know, obviously Joe Shane's doing everything he can to get DJ as much help as he can. Obviously, the Giants still don't have their number one receiver. You know, um, you know, um, obviously the old, uh, I'm st- I'm still waiting on the old, you know, not just me, but a lot of us Giants fans were still waiting on the old Beckham uh situation on what's gonna happen with that. But like I said before, you know, I just don't see, I just don't see any, I just don't see the Giants. Paying Odell not because of his talent, because we are even though Odell's older now, you know I still believe Odell can play at a high level, you know. But it's his health, you know, and I just I don't want I it's I don't think the Giants should sign him, not because of his talent, but 
if you sign him and he ends up getting hurt, the media is going to start crapping on Joshi. You know, I think the Giants should uh, look into the uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, situation. Go get a guy who who uh, looked pretty good in the second half of the season. You know, um, so get a guy like that. You know, um, and yeah, but obviously, look back to uh, back to uh, back to my reasoning for giving uh, back to my reasoning on why I gave uh, this signing a B plus. Look, Joe Shane was able to get things across the finish line with Daniel Jones right before the franchise tag deadline. In the end, Danny Dimes coming off the best season of his career, inked a four-year, $160 million contract with the G-Men. This feels like, a you know, some people, some Giants fans have, some people have their own opinion. You know, uh, a lot, some, most of the media, when they, when everyone heard about this, a lot of people were crapping on Joe Shane because Daniel Jones didn't throw enough touchdowns. You know, but he did something that the Giants haven't. He did something that a lot of us Giants fans haven't seen in years, and that's go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. The last time the Giants won a playoff game was the last the uh, was their last appearance in the Super Bowl. That was the last time the Giants won a playoff game. You know, so look at we can we can laugh and joke we can laugh and joke all we want, but. He did. He did something that Giants fans haven't felt in years, and that's win a playoff game. You know. But look at. So you know, obviously, you know, um, this kind of feels like a, a bit of a gamble for Joe Shane and the Giants. But you know, the way the contract is structured, the Giants can move on after two seasons. You know, and not pay a huge price for it if everything doesn't pan out. Um, but, however, look, people are hoping that DJ can live up to the hype of, of this new contract and be the franchise quarterback for the long haul for this team. You know, um, look, not only, you know, um, not only was locking in Daniel Jones' right move, but it also has given the Giants cap flexibility this offseason to make, you know, um to make some of the move to make some of the move we probably we pro we previously mentioned in this uh piece. Not only that, but with the signing of Jones, it opened the door for the Giants to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, keeping him in time for 2023. There's still, you know, obviously there's still a chance. There's still a chance. You know, that the Giants and Joe Shane give Barkley a new deal, which that right there would open up even more cap room for the squad. Plenty of eyes will be on Daniel Jones, though, uh, next uh, next campaign and beyond. Something, you know, look, at something tells me he'll be a stud next fall and winter, you know. I mean, look what this guy did last season. You know, um, he, he Daniel Jones bought out. You know, he beat teams that no one expected him uh, to beat. He beat Aaron Rodgers. He beat Lamar Jackson. He almost beat Dak Prescott twice. You know, you know, um, oh, he didn't beat Dak. Pre- oh no, he played Cooper Rush. He, uh, but he almost beat Dak Prescott. He only lost by eight points. You know, um, 
So I think everything this guy went through from the day he got drafted to now, you know, um, some Giants, some Giants fans, some some fans of this fan base, some Giants fans are starting to uh, like him. Some are still uh, talking crap about him, you know. Um, but you know, he you know he got his money. And he's going to be playing with a much better offense. And you know what's so crazy? He's going to be playing in the same system next season. So he's going to be he's going to be more comfortable playing behind more talent. You know, obviously the offense obviously the offensive line has a lot of questions. You know, the Giants need a center, and they need uh, you know, the tackle position set. You know, we need a center. And we need to figure out what we're going to do. We got to figure out what we're going to do at the guard position. But like I said, I'll keep you guys updated for uh, I'll keep you guys updated uh, for uh, what hap- for what moves the Giants will make on the offensive line. You know. But yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed my my uh, my uh, my NFL free agency grades for the Giants. You know. Um, so far, this has been another good off season for Joe Shane in his second year as a GM. Uh, in his second year as a GM, and yeah, guys, uh, like I said, I'll keep you guys updated for more Giants news and updates. But until then, guys, I am out. Peace.